We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com podcast. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane on Instagram and threads at Trevor Lane NBA. It's the all-star break. We've got all-star weekend coming up, but still plenty of Lakers basketball to talk about on today's show. We need to talk about LeBron, where he stands with the Lakers, what could be coming this summer. We'll also talk a little bit about the new look Lakers, some changes that we're seeing in the team and the results that they've led to. And oh boy, have they been good. Six wins in their last seven games. Let's go. Lakers ready to make that playoff push. We also need to get into the mailbag, but first quick reminder, Subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lakers Nation, and then the podcast feed. Guys, a great way to help out the show. So give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review. All right, let's dive into things. Let's start with LeBron. Where things are at currently with LeBron James? Well, Rich Paul was on Stephen A. Smith's podcast and was being asked about the situation with LeBron and his future with the Lakers. Of course, a lot of this was thrown into question with rumors flying uh, about the Golden State Warriors potentially trying to work a trade, Draymond Green trying to orchestrate something there, Joe Lakeup, the Warriors owner, reaching out to Jeannie Buss to try to figure out a LeBron trade. Bizarre. The player that Warriors fans have hated more than any other player in the NBA, and they're trying to bring him to Golden State. Uh, The Sixers checked in on a LeBron trade, and this kind of added to some questions about what could LeBron be planning for this summer. We we talk about the hourglass emoji, the love that he showed to to the New York Knicks. Is an exit coming? Well, here's what Rich Paul said. Uh, Said, no, he's committed to the Lakers. Jeannie has been an incredible partner for him and us, and I think it's important for that to be understood and to be respected. Obviously, there's ups and downs and emotions throughout the course of a season, but ultimately LeBron's committed to the Lakers. So that is wonderful news. Great to hear. Is that a definitive he's opting into his player option or he's signing a new contract with the Lakers? He is staying. No, it's not that. And we still have a little ways to go until June 29th, by the way, is the date when LeBron James has to decide what he's going to do with that $51 million player option. The ESPN piece from the other day did mention that it's expected that what he's going to do is not pick up his player option, sign a new deal with the Lakers, and get a bigger raise going that way. So that's what the expectation is. This statement, though, by Rich Paul is very much a positive. This doesn't sound like 
a, an agent who is looking for, or a player who is looking to leave, right? That's not what this sounds like. This sounds like, hey, LeBron James, he's appreciative of being a Laker and he is committed to the Lakers. He appreciates the the responsibility or the uh, the relationship he's had with Jeannie Buss. And that, I think, is is important. I mean, Jeannie was asked uh, reportedly by the Warriors about, you know, would you trade LeBron? And she said, go go talk to Rich Paul. Go talk to Rich Paul. Find out what, what LeBron wants. Is LeBron happy? Because we think he's happy. And sure enough, the Warriors were told, no, he doesn't want to trade. He wants to stay. So I, I do think that as long as LeBron leave, uh, believes that the Lakers can win, he's going to stay. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think he's all that interested in leaving. He's got his family in Southern California. That all that all matters to LeBron. If LeBron doesn't feel like the Lakers are on board with him, though, and on board with helping get him to a championship, then maybe things start to come into question. And the fact that we've got these stories popping up, it tells you there's probably some thought within the Lakers about, well, you know, what does post-LeBron life look like? And frankly, I've talked about this quite a bit, but... If if the Lakers are worried about LeBron being a flight risk in, in any way, if they think he's going to leave, then for them, they need to get something in return. They need to figure out a way to not be left high and dry and have LeBron walk away for nothing. They've got to figure out a trade situation. So when we look at, well, why is this stuff coming out with the Warriors and, and all that sort of stuff? Um, I think that the Lakers, and I'm not saying the Lakers put this out there, but I think that from the Lakers' perspective, Number one, the best case scenario is no question. It's keep LeBron. Keep LeBron in LA. They want him to retire a Laker. Fine. Right? That's that is clearly the preferred outcome here. The next best thing, though, it's a trade because the worst case scenario is he walks away for nothing because the Lakers are so far over the cap. Even if you walked away for no return, it's not like they would have a bunch of cap space to go play with. Now, sure, they definitely have a full mid-level exception. But that's, you know, $11, $12 million, something like that to go to go use. That's not much. So they definitely want LeBron back. If they were to lose him, the preferred option would be via trade. That way you can get something back. Now, what would a LeBron trade return look like? I don't think it would be a great return for the Lakers. I don't think it would. I think LeBron would say, hey, I really want to go to this destination and the uh, that player option that he has would sort of wield some power in the situation. It would make sure that he goes where he wants to go, and the Lakers would have to take what they can from the team that they're dealing with. So it, you're not it's not going to be like a five first round picks or something. You know, you're not going to get some crazy return from from a team, but especially with LeBron, you know, going into his age forty season, but you can still get something back to help figure out what the next iteration of the team is going to look like. I also think some of this is about putting pressure on the Lakers to, hey, let's make sure this summer we've got now three draft picks to use. We'll see what this team does from here on out. Obviously, they're on the upswing right now, but let's make sure this summer that if the right opportunity comes up to use that draft capital, that we don't just say, well, LeBron's 40. Now we're going to keep the picks. No, you move the picks. You do what you can to help LeBron James win games right now, and that's what he wants to see. So I think the Lakers are going to be very active this summer. I think when we're talking about draft night, I think the Lakers are going to be one of the most active teams, and they're going to be pursuing big deals. They're going to be seeing what they can do to bring in players, something that's going to make LeBron go, yep, 
I'm staying ahead of that June 29th date. Again, whether it's picking up his player option or opting out and then signing a new deal. And I think LeBron is already leaning that way in that statement by Rich Paul confirms that, yes, he's committed to the Lakers. It's not like he's trying to force his way out here or anything, but this is a positive that you're getting that statement, and now the Lakers are going to have to back that up this summer by making the moves necessary in order to keep the team in a spot where they can win. And once again, it also doesn't hurt that the team's improving as we speak, right? I mean, they've won six of their last seven. If the Lakers have a strong finish to the season, that will also increase the likelihood that LeBron just says, Man, this is this is great. I'm staying. So really important from here on out in terms of keeping LeBron, it's you got to win games, you got to make a good playoff run here, and then you've got to be active this summer in order to make sure that you are as attractive of a spot as you can be for LeBron. And frankly, I know there's a lot of people who say, well, why do the Lakers have to do everything for LeBron and all that? It's not just for LeBron. It's for the Lakers' image as a superstar-friendly organization, and it's for even if LeBron does decide to leave. Who's the next player that's coming in? You want to show that you're a team that is friendly to stars, you're committed to building around stars, and you will do what it takes to help make sure that they're not stuck in a losing situation. So all of that is is are, are things that the Lakers have spent years now, decades really, very carefully, carefully cultivating their image. Uh, as this superstar-friendly organization. So they want to continue that, and losing LeBron James would not be a good look for them. So all of that important stuff, and this is going to be an important storyline that we keep an eye on as we eventually get into the summer. But a lot of basketball left to play uh, in, before then. And fortunately, the Lakers, oh my goodness, taking it to another level right now. Uh, take a look at this. One-sixth of their last seven. Uh, I talked about this over on uh, the YouTube channel a little bit yesterday. They are fourth in three-point percentage during that stretch in the NBA. And this is a team that did not project to be a good three-point shooting team. They're also 11th in defensive rating, second in offensive rating, first in assists per game, and first in turnover percentage. So here's the key, right? When we look at fourth in three-point percentage, we can say, well, is that an outlier? Probably right to a degree like that's they're they're shooting above what you would expect them to. They're shooting 40% from three as a team over the last seven games. Um, and again, they've won six of them. That's do we expect them to shoot 40% from three as a team for the whole the remainder of the season? No, I don't. I don't. But you've had deadline. D'Angelo Russell has been on a heater. You've had Rui Hachimura has got going from deep. He's been fantastic. Austin started to hit at a higher rate. The, the shots are starting to fall. That won't always happen. And so when you look at that, the offensive rating, second and offensive rating, are they really that good offensively? Well, the, the the shooting helps with that too, right? But then you and then you look at the defensive rating. Are they really 11th in defensive rating? We've seen some bad defensive breakdowns from this team. Are they really 11th? Well, some of that is the offensive rating actually bleeding into the defensive rating. And, and what I'm talking about is, a made basket, it's harder to run, and opponents still do it, but it's harder for opponents to run on a made basket than a missed basket. So when the Lakers are hitting a higher percentage of their shots, and therefore their offensive rating is going up, your defense is also benefited from that. So those made threes that aren't these long bounces that turn into transition opportunities for opponents, that helps improve your defensive rating. So I don't think the Lakers have been great defensively. Uh, in the last seven games, even though, again, they've won six of them, they've been great offensively. And some of that 
has been for some fortunate shot making, some shot making that's been a little bit above what you would expect, but their defensive rating being 11th, I think that's actually a pleasant surprise when you look at who's been out for the Lakers. No Jared Vanderbilt, no Cam Reddish. Gabe Vincent, of course, has been out all season. Max Christie is another guy you would turn to on the perimeter. Their, their key defensive players have all been out with the exception of Anthony Davis. I mean, you look at the lineup the Lakers started the other night against Utah, right? It was Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, Anthony Davis. Well, Rui is has been fine defensively. He's not great. He's not a he's not a guy who moves the needle defensively. Torian, D'Lo, Austin, all three of those guys can get picked on defensively. And they did. They went after Torian with Lowry Markinen. Anthony Davis is a wonder of a defensive player. It is, it blows my mind that he's not in the top five right now. If you look at the betting favorites, Anthony Davis not in the top five right now to win defensive player of the year. Um, yeah, that's unreal, unbelievable stuff. Cause I do believe he is the best defensive player in the NBA. I'm probably gonna have to do a video all about that, all about how good he has been and why he should be the defensive player of the year, uh, right now. But Anthony Davis has, uh, has obviously been a, a fantastic defensive player and he should win defensive player of the year. And so he can definitely help a lot with that. Um, but the other thing that's really helping their their defense, it's that turnover percentage. And this doesn't have anything to do with their shooting. This isn't just a hot shooting streak, what we're seeing from the Lakers. And that's why I think there's some sustainability here. Their turnover percentage. They're first in the NBA in turnover percentage. They are not turning the ball over right now. And they're actually playing at a pretty fast pace. They're top 10 in pace in the NBA. So it's not like they're just playing slow it down, grind it out basketball. No, they're flying up the floor. They're putting up points and they are not turning the ball over. You're seeing the ball being shared very freely right now by the Lakers. They're moving the basketball. They're finding the open man, and they're trusting that that player is going to knock down shots. And you look at the percentages again, they are indeed knocking down those shots. So what the Lakers are becoming is a very efficient offensive team. Will the shooting percentage stay this high permanently? I don't think so. I hope it does. be great, but the math suggests those numbers will drop off at some point. But if that turnover percentage stays where it is, they can still be a top 10 offense. Like that's not out of the question, the way they're playing right now, the way they're moving the basketball and the way they're not turning the basketball over, that could put them perhaps in the top 10. And that would be massive, especially as they get Jared Vanderbilt back, Cam Reddish back. Now, does the offense take a hit when you bring back these guys who are defense first players and not offensive players, perhaps that does. But if you can settle in somewhere, somewhere around 10th in offensive rating and 10th in defensive rating, that's enough. That's enough. If you can get in the top 10 in both categories, you're you're legit. You're a team that will be difficult to deal with for anybody. And that's going to be the key for the Lakers. They've found something on the offensive end. They found the ball movement and they found the confidence. You can see it. In these guys, when they're out there playing, you can see the confidence that they've got in their offensive game. So really important, these changes that we've seen this team make. And let's, you know what, I've talked about this a lot. I've talked about um, Darvin Ham, the struggles that he's had as a, as a coach, some of the ups and downs of the season, frustrations with his lineup, with his rotation. Um, and, and I think it's only fair that as the team's doing well, we also give Darvin Ham some credit for the things that he's been doing out there. Uh, that have really worked. 
And hopefully this is a sign of things to come and the Lakers can ride this momentum now through the All-Star break and into what's going to be a critical stretch coming out of the break. Kick things off on the 22nd against the Golden State Warriors. That's a, I mean, massive playoff impl implications on that game. You have to go back to back against uh, the, the San Antonio Spurs. So you've got to figure out a way to win some games here. And then you've got a really tough stretch, really tough stretch of games coming up right after that. So lots going on here with the Lakers. The playoff push, it's here. And man, they've got to be ready coming out of the All-Star break. They have to be ready because it is not going to be easy at all. All right, I'm going to take a moment to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, and that is BetUS. You guys can check them out. Uh, they do an absolutely fantastic job. And what I'm putting up on the screen right now, well, you can see it. It is the Defensive Player of the Year odds right now. Uh, BetUS does have a new promo. They'll give you 125% bonus, not only on your first deposit, but on your first three deposits using that promo code JOIN125. Again, the link is in the description down below. Plus, they'll give you 10% gambler's insurance for your net losses if you're active every six months. You can find anything on BetUS. They've got all kinds of things there, but look at this, Defensive Player of the Year. You've got better odds to win Defensive Player of the Year for... Uh, instead of Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert is by the favorite by far. Jarrett Allen, Victor Weminyama, Chet Holmgren, Bam Adebayo all have better odds to be defensive player of the year than Anthony Davis. And I've been talking about this a lot. The reason for this is team record, teams that have better records. I don't get the Victor Weminyama part, but teams that have better records than the Lakers tend to get a little bit of a, a bump. And I think we're seeing that play out here. But again, you can find any of the awards over on BetUS. I think that's a tragedy that Anthony Davis is not even top five. I believe he is the best defensive player in the NBA. But look at this. You can look at coach of the year. Uh, you can find all kinds of things on here. Mark Dagnall, of course, getting a lot of love, and rightfully so. He's fantastic. Uh, sixth man of the year. You've got all of these awards that are uh, that are right there, right there for you that you can, you can pick from. Most improved player. Not a lot of Lakers popping up in these, but most valuable player as well. All these awards you can go find over on BetUS. So once again, use the link in that description down below. 125% bonus on your first three deposits. Go check them out. Again, use the link. That is BetUS. All right, folks. It's that time. Let's get into the mailbag. Let's take some of your questions and comments. Uh, All-Star break couldn't come at a worse time. I mean, yes and no, right? Like the Lakers are the Lakers are cruising right now. They're in a good rhythm, but they also have a lot of guys who are banged up. I mean, we saw against Utah, Dylan Windler got minutes because the Lakers didn't have any other wings to turn to. So the Lakers are pretty banged up right now. And I do think the post all-star break fairly quickly, I mean, maybe even the first game back, we're going to see Cam Reddish and Max Christie back in action. So I think that helps with Jared Vanderbilt out, helps your defense. So, um, like, yeah, they're in a rhythm right now, and you, you hate to break that up, but getting guys healthy is also going to be important for this team. Uh, the Nitrify said, D'Lo, 14 assists. It actually ended up being 17 assists. It was incorrectly reported when uh, when we were doing our postgame show. Uh, it was uh, the, the stats were not updated at that point, but 17 assists, career high for D'Angelo Russell to one, assist, to one turnover. Give him some love. Yeah, a big part. I talked about the Lakers being... First in the NBA in turnover percentage over the last seven games. A big part of that, it is D'Angelo Russell. He's been great hanging on to the basketball. That's been fantastic to see. 
Uh, Dianico Williams said, way to go into the break outside of the Denver game. This is the Rui we are excited to bring back. Uh, capped off with the piece de resistance. Yeah, look, Rui Hachimura was fantastic. I mean, he had a career high, 36 points against Utah. Um, I've got a, a video coming out on the uh, the YouTube channel about Rui and how things have shifted for him. He's been talking, I mean, just raving about the starting five and how great it is because this group already has chemistry together. They brought it over from last year and how they're able to, to sort of play off of that. And he's playing with a lot of confidence right now and has looked fantastic for the Lakers. But I'll tell you guys, the, the thing I like the most outside of, of course, he is uh, shooting a blistering percentage uh, on his shots. But aside from that, I love that Rui, we're seeing him be more physical, more aggressive out there on the court. That's the Rui Hachimura that we've been wanting to see, and, and we're getting it right now. We're getting that version of Rui Hachimura, which is phenomenal and something that, um, that, that the Lakers definitely need. They need him. He's a big guy. They need him doing things on the boards. They need him uh, getting to the rim. He's a guy who can do those things, and that's what they need from him. Uh, MHB Manny. Said Allie Clifton greater than signed Doris Burke. Yeah, Allie really was great. She was great on the on the broadcast. That was awesome to see. Uh, Mixmaster Mike, AD and Wood on the floor at the same time stopped the U up uh, the Utah layup line. Need to do that more often. Yeah, you know what? That was. And, and by the way, uh, we've got Eve comes in as a new channel member. Uh, Mike is also a channel member. You guys can check out all the the perks that we offer to our channel members by clicking the join button over on the YouTube channel. But yeah, look, I think if it was one thing that, well, there were a lot of things, but one thing in particular that I didn't like about the Lakers last season was down the stretch, they didn't experiment enough with big lineups. I'm talking about AD being moved to the four with Mo Bamba on the floor. I thought we didn't get enough of a look at that or really any kind of a look at that. And I think that has carried over to a degree into this season. Now, when AD and Christian Wood are on the floor or AD and Jackson Hayes, it's still Davis being the center. He's still the center nominally. and That's going to be the case. But, but the bigger lineups, I think there's going to be situations. And Utah was an example of that. They, they run a very big lineup with Lowry Markkinen at the three. Um, Utah is an example of a team where you want to have that in your back pocket. The arrow in your quiver, the tool in your toolbox, whatever whatever analogy you want to use, you want to have the ability to go big. And that's something that I think the Lakers simply haven't worked on enough. And they should. We should see more of that. And that's not going to be your path to victory every single night, though. No. I mean, look, good. look at the playoffs last year, round two against the Warriors. Going small was the key to victory. So I'm not saying that the big lineup equals success every single time. But when the situation calls for it, you want to be able to do that. So, And I would like to see more of it. Honestly, I'd like to see more of the big lineup. I agree with Mike. Tully, thank God we kept D'Lo. Hope we keep him long-term. Donovan Mitchell trade cancels that statement. So D'Angelo Russell, and this is actually going to be important when we talk about this summer too. He also has that June 29th uh, decision date for his player option. He can either opt in and be under contract next year with the Lakers for $18 million and change, or... Uh, he can opt out and become a free agent. He could at that point re-sign with the Lakers. They would have his bird rights, or he could go sign with another team. Now, if the Lakers are going to be in on, say, a Donovan Mitchell trade, which if he's available, they should be in on a Donovan Mitchell trade. He is phenomenal. It would be beneficial if D'Lo opted in to his player option. Now, if he keeps playing basketball the way he is, if I was D'Lo's agent, 
I would tell him do not opt in unless it's very clear around the league that there's just no cap space or teams don't want him or don't want a point guard or whatever. He's outperforming his contract right now, which is, is great to see. And this is exactly the gamble why he wanted a player option on the second year. This is the gamble that, that he took was that he was going to be able to have a big year this year and then cash in this summer. So if I'm D'Lo, I'm right now, unless just the wheels fall off or he has a playoff collapse again or something like that, I'm opting out of that contract and I'm getting a new deal. At the very least, I'm getting a long-term deal, uh, a long-term deal that goes multiple years. Maybe what the minimum he takes would be, and this is like rock bottom right now based on the way he's playing, like 20 million a year for four years or something, or 20 million a year for three years with a player option or something like that. Like I would at least be locking in that type of future salary. He probably gets more than that based on ways the way he's playing right now. But again, we'll see how things play out the rest of the season. So it, it, from the Lakers perspective, if you are trying to pull a trade, Delo opting in and having that 18 million plus available to put into a trade would be beneficial. If he opts out and he's a free agent, that complicates things. And then you're going to have to find other salaries to put into a trade for whether it's a Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, somebody like that. Now, even if D'Lo, D'Lo opting in, I think is a good thing for the Lakers regardless. Even if it's not to trade him, he opts in. You've got him on an $18 million expiring contract next year, which is great value based on his production and is very, very movable. We saw teams this year at the trade deadline who didn't want to take on any future salary at all. They were completely allergic. To future salary so having a big expiring on a player who produces like D'Lo could be a big thing for the Lakers this next season beyond just the fact that he's a value on the contract so that's a lot I know a lot to to factor in here but when we talk and we're going to talk more about the offseason as we get closer to it but a lot of it is going to hinge on what does D'Lo do does he opt out and if so what does he want what kind of contract is he looking for and then what is what is LeBron do? Of course, that's the biggest thing. What does LeBron do? Does he opt in? Does he opt out? What what happens? All right. Ed said, how about that Austin Reeves pass to AD in, in the corner? Man, that was a thing of beauty. Absolutely a thing of beauty. I love seeing that. Alfie said, Rui for none is an all-time robbery. The Lakers averaged a 15-point win with Dinwiddie. This team, when fully healthy, will win it all. Well, I hope you're right. I'm not ready to go that far, but I hope you're right. Uh, Rui for none, Rui and Rui for none in three seconds, three second rounders. That was what the Lakers gave up to get Rui Hachimura. And then of course they signed him to the new deal this summer and for good chunk of the season it, that he didn't quite live up to that contract. Did he? Um, and part of that was injury. He was in and out of the lineup due to injuries. He had three different injuries this year. So that's part of the equation too. But I love that over the last week and a half, two weeks or so, we're, we're getting a sense of like, Hey, this is what Rui can be. And this is the guy the Lakers committed to, right, with the new contract. So I love what we're seeing out of Rui Hachimura. And if he keeps playing like this, yeah, it's absolutely a robbery. <laughs> I mean, a great, great trade. Now, from the Wizards side, they weren't planning on keeping Rui. They were making a decision between Rui and, and Kyle Kuzma. They kept Kyle Kuzma. And... Uh, and they weren't going to keep Rui Hachimura. So from their perspective, they're, it's not necessarily about Kendrick Nunn. It was about just a matching expiring contract, and that's it. It was really, can we get three second rounders for Rui Hachimura, who we're not going to sign to a new deal this summer anyway. So let's let's get some future assets for him. So that was it for them. So I don't think the Wizards look at it and necessarily kick themselves too much, but maybe there's a part of them that wishes they had just hung on to him. 
Uh, Pharaoh said master lock Christian Wood. He's had some ups and downs for sure, and maybe more downs than ups lately, but that's where Jackson Hayes has come in. Um, offense has been great. Any fear we suffer when the defensive players return? Yes, I am concerned that the defensive guys get back in and the offense can struggle a bit, but I do think ultimately you need the defensive players back because we've seen this Lakers team struggle to stop players and their offense has just kind of kept them kept them going. So I, I do think that it's necessary to bring back the defensive players to get them back into the mix, especially just for, for depth purposes. But um, hopefully the offense can continue in this groove that it's been in. D'Lo setting the table for everyone was key, reminding me of prime Conley Lake lately. Ironically, the Lakers chose D'Lo over Conley. They could have taken Mike Conley in that trade with the Jazz, became a three-team deal with the Wolves, to help the Lakers get D'Lo. Uh, that was the, the the deal, the Russell Westbrook trade at the deadline last year. Minus the defense, but at least he's trying. Yeah, Mike Conley was a great defender when he was in his prime. Uh, AD and Rui, <laughs> the brow and the bow. <laughs> I like it. That's pretty good. Avi B said, passing on Hawkes and Podzemski for JHS will haunt us. Agree. It's looking that way right now. There's no denying it. It's looking that way. That said, I'm not willing to just throw my hands up and walk away on JHS. I don't think that's where we're at on him. He's still a very young player. Um, so I'm not I'm not out on JHS at this point. It's it's too early. Um Rui using those LeBron moves he learned. Fire. Gonna get him double teamed in the post soon. Boy, did he just I mean, whew. Rui like against the Pistons the other night. Uh Simone Fontecchio, Rui just torched him. Uh, he's I love when Rui does this, like, I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you thing. It's a LeBron-esque thing. Not saying Le Rui is LeBron, but because uh, he's definitely not. There's no question there. But he's taking advantage of the size and the strength that he's got over some of the guys guarding him. And I love it. I love seeing that. Love seeing that from Rui Hachimura right now. He's been he's been great, and uh, and I just hope that it continues. The Lakers tried to trade Gabe Vincent at the trade deadline, but teams thought his contract was simply too expensive. The Lakers and NBA teams, however, they've got millions of dollars to spend. Most likely, you don't. That's why I'd recommend that you check out Harry's Razors for a great shave at a great price. Harry saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. Harry's was also the very first advertiser ever on the LakersNation.com podcast. We're talking probably 70 years ago at this point. So I've been using Harry's razors for a long, long time. I use the Truman handle. I actually have multiple versions of it. I have an orange one. I also have a gray one. I use one for at home and I take one with me to travel. It fits great in my hand and gives me a great shave every single time. But Harry's is not just razors a lot of people associate them with that but they also have a bunch of other fantastic products i use their body wash and in particular i like the stone scent i have tried them all and stone is my favorite my backup when i want to mix things up it's redwood they also have great deodorants they've got all kinds of things that you can find over at harry's razors definitely go check them out and we offer a great deal you can get a five blade razor a weighted handle foaming shave gel and a travel cover told you guys they've got a bunch of stuff uh for just three dollars at harrys.com slash lakers 
nation. So you get the best without having to spend the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash Lakers Nation. That's harrys.com slash Lakers Nation for a $3 trial set. All right, we're going to wrap up the mailbag here. We've got a few more questions coming in. Sebastian said, let's go Lakers. Never thought I'd witness a blowout in Utah live. Glad you were there for it. Uh, Trevor, I immediately unmasterlocked my luck. It's always, it's always great when you go to a game and you're kind of toughing it out, right? Like your team is the underdog in that game. And that's what the Lakers were going into the game against the Jazz. No LeBron. The Jazz were a five and a half point favorite going in. And then your team shows up. It's what we saw last night uh, or a couple of nights ago in Utah. And then it's also what happened uh, for the Lakers in Boston. I mean, my goodness, Boston was like, what, 14 and a half, 15 and a half point, point favorite. No LeBron, no AD. And the Lakers went in and got the win anyway. That was incredible. So those people who showed up for those games, Lakers fans who showed up and got to see their team get a surprising win. Oh, man, makes it feel that much better. Um, all right, Alex said, Rui is a freaking stud. Yeah, he has been absolutely great. Love what we've seen out of Rui. Uh, star in the role, Allie in for Stu. Great performance. Yes, Allie was indeed great. Uh, next one says, we've scrapped the defense and doubled our offense with our core defenders out. Can't wait to mix our defenders in with our offensive firepower. Yeah, the hope is that the Lakers just uh, don't see their offense take too much of a step back when their defensive guys get back in. You do need those guys for sure, but the offense has been on another level, and hopefully that's something that does continue. It, it's been looking, I mean, great, seeing the shots drop the way they are, the ball moving the way it's been. Man, it's it's been a great reminder that, hey, basketball is fun. <laughs> this game is a blast when you've got the ball moving, guys are hitting shots, there's that chemistry, that flow to the game. So much fun. Uh, Smokey said, I remember when Ryan was saying to trade Rui for Dorian Finney-Smith, and I said, we're sleeping on Rui. I'm starting to question Ryan's talent ID. Well, keep in mind, the Lakers at the time, it was looking like, and we don't know for sure what's going on here, but Jared Vanderbilt was going to be out for the season probably, and the Lakers were missing a 3 and D style wing now, uh, or especially a strong defensive wing. And so Dorian Finney-Smith, his skill set would have been a, a really nice fit for the Lakers, and I know they did explore some trades for him. Now, none that made sense. Brooklyn wanted a ton for him, but it made sense to consider going that route and finding somebody who can give you the defense that you're going to need on the perimeter. Rui has been great here, though, and uh, and I think he's really showed his offensive upside while still being solid on the defensive end of the floor. So, all right. Jared said, Rui Hibachi Mura cooked the Jazz. Uh, he said wings over tacos. <laughs> That's a Sean likes likes wings better than tacos. And I always give him grief for that. Glad to see a winning streak going into the break. Lake show. Yeah. I mean, this is what you want. Momentum heading into the all-star break. Don said, this is what I've been wanting to see from this team all season. One star down performing. Well, Dinwiddie is a steal. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie had a really nice game uh, against Utah. And you can just see the way he fits with this team. It's a very simple fit, easy, and it's something that the team needs. Just having another ball handler out there, a guy that can create, a guy that can get into the paint. I thought he was, uh, was good for the Lakers against Utah. And the team stepping up. And that, that was a big complaint from Lakers fans for a number of times this season where 
the Lakers would have a bunch of guys injured and they'd lose a bunch of games. And then you're looking around the league and you're like, well, wait, that team's missing like four guys and they're still winning games. And that was a, a it was a just criticism of the Lakers that they weren't overcoming their injuries. Instead, they were succumbing to them. They were falling victim to their injuries rather than finding ways to win anyway. And then they saw opponents around the NBA were, were getting it done. So it's nice to see. It's nice to see the Lakers overcoming their injuries. Uh, Kaleidoscope said jazz commentators taking notes from the Doris Burke playbook. People are making way too much of the Lakers and their free throw discrepancy. The Lakers getting to the free throw line. Just watch the game. Like if you look at the numbers, you go, oh, the Lakers shoot more free throws. Oh, wait, the Lakers are the glamour franchise. Maybe the NBA is helping them out. Flip on the game. Watch the team. And that's why it's so frustrating when commentators complain about it because they're literally sitting there watching the game, seeing what's in front of them. Like it's obvious the Lakers are getting fouled. Watch their defensive schemes. They they will, to a fault, defend without fouling. It's pretty obvious what's happening. It's not shouldn't be a surprise that there's a free throw discrepancy. It's clear. Just I mean, we can get into all the advanced stats and stuff like that. Just just watch the game. Open your eyes. That's all it takes. Josh Crockett said, Master lock the rumors that we needed to make a trade. Confidence is growing. The team is more continuity. We're getting healthier. Well, hopefully they can continue with that. Um, and and they can use this um, this stretch here to springboard them into a strong post-All-Star break stretch. Uh, EG said, when you look at the teams in 6th to 10th place, they all deserve to be in the playoffs. Who do you think will miss the playoffs? Well, that is a great question. I mean, when you look at the Western Conference right now, Oh, boy. I mean, and we said this coming into the season. We talked about how difficult the West is. So look at this. I've got this up on the screen for YouTube viewers. The Rockets, the Jazz, the Warriors, the Lakers, they're right now all locked in this struggle to stay out of the play. And the Lakers have created some separation here. They're three and a half games up on Utah. Utah uh, is sitting in the 11th seed right now. But... There were going to be good teams. And remember, going into the season, we said Memphis was going to be it was a playoff lock, clearly, right? Now, obviously, they've dealt with a ton of injuries. They've been terrible. They're one and nine in their last 10. So they are no longer, they're not in the mix anymore. But you look at what the Lakers, and a lot of people pick Minnesota to fall out. They're the one seed right now. So the playoff race is going to be crazy. And you look at, even if we just say, well, the 10 that are in are the 10 that are in, and that's it. Think about this. If, if the play-in started right now, Mavs, Kings, Lakers, Warriors, two of those teams wouldn't make the, the proper playoffs. That's crazy. That's crazy. And that just speaks to the depth of the West. And then just look at the last 10 game column. How many teams are 7-3 and three in the West right now over the last 10 games? They, I mean, that's why the Lakers, they, they've, they've won six of their last seven and they're still the nine seed because all the teams around them just keep winning. It's, yeah, the West is brutal. It is brutal, and it is going to be a crazy race all the way to the finish line, which is part of why you got to make sure that you stay right here with Lakers Nation. We're going to keep you up to date on everything going on with the Lakers, their playoff race, all the stuff for the offseason, everything you need to know right here on the LakersNation.com podcast. Make sure you do subscribe on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash LakersNation. Follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Till next time, everybody, enjoy All-Star Weekend. See ya, and stay safe.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.